Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Today we're going to talk about the fair. And uh, you know, recently had the opportunity to attend um, you know, a local tradition here on the North Shore of Boston. And it's been going on for about 200 years. So uh, if you've been around uh, this area in the fall for the last 200 years, you probably know what event I'm talking about. Um, and uh, you know, along with tens of thousands of people, I took my family and uh, went with some other families to attend the fair like we do every year. And um, as I was walking around, you know, I started looking at uh, the economics of a fair, uh, the fairgrounds, the cost of food, games, and all the things, and said, oh, maybe I'll do an episode on fair economics. Um, and as, as I thought more about it, you know, as much as people, um, I was talking to somebody about this episode, and they're like, well, you're just, you're just trying to be cheap. Why do you have to be so cheap when you do the fair? And um, yes, there are ways to make uh, your time at the fair a little more economical, um, but it really, as I started thinking more about it, I was reminded of an episode I did earlier, uh, you know, about two years back, episode six, called Hey, Put That Back. And it's not so much about uh, doing the fair cheap, but it's being aware of decisions you're making financially and um, making sure that those decisions now aren't going to conflict with something, you know, three months, six months down the road or having you regret your decisions. So I am going to do a little bit of the fair economics, you know, so if you're looking at, um, uh, you know, should I go? Do I have to go? You know, everyone's got to go. We got to go. We got to go. That kind of peer pressure to attend. Um, and yes, it is a fun event. But, you know, if you're if you're financially, if there's a kind of a concern about why well, I want to go, but I can't afford it, what are some ideas or tips to, to make it a little more practical? And this can apply to everything from the fair to going to a concert to amusement parks to, you know, time out in, in, anywhere. Um, but more importantly, like I said, I want to focus on three things that are about um, awareness, uh, making educated decisions, and having the confidence in your decisions, which ultimately should lead to fewer or no regrets down the road. So let's jump right into it. Um, you know, so we uh, went to the fair, and um, if you if you go to the fair completely unprepared, um, here's what you're going to experience. You're going to have to pay a ticket to get in, and that ticket, um, I think this year was twenty dollars. Um, and in past years, you know, it's been always about that. Um, so if you have a family of three or four or five, that's you know somewhere between sixty to one hundred dollars to get into the gate. Now, once you're in the fair, there's a lot of free attractions. There's, you know, little shows, there's the vegetables, you can go look at the animals, you can walk around and do some people watching, um, you can watch and smell the cattle and sheep and all the other wonderful livestock that are there being judged. Um, you can make a, a candle for a dollar, you can go and check out the sandcastle. There's a lot of great things to do at the fair without actually spending a dollar. Um, but ultimately, fair economics, they want you to spend some money. So, you know, if you've ever been to a fair, whether it's here in Boston or anywhere around the country, usually one of the main attractions is the rides. So when you uh, started doing the math on the rides, they don't they don't kind of used to be, hey, you know, you give them a ticket, you get on the ride. And now they do these credits. And I was looking at it and it said, you know, for $50, you can buy 350 credits, which seems like a lot. Uh, but then you start looking at each ride and each ride is 30 or 40 or 50 credits. So, you know, right off the bat, you're paying anywhere from five to $8 per ride. So on a $50 credit card or $50 card, you're getting about eight to 10 rides. Um, if you're going with three kids or two kids or four kids, 
you know, that $50 per child adds up, you know, pretty quickly. Um, so once you get past the rides, you've got food. Um, and, you know, you know, there's a lot of different food varieties. You can find a grilled cheese and ear corn for five bucks, or you can buy a, a basket full of French fries with bacon and cheese for 20 bucks. Um, uh, you can also find a uh, grilled cheese made between two glazed donuts, which is also and bacon, which is another fair treat. So, uh, but, you know, on average, you know, I went and bought a turkey sandwich and a drink and it cost 23, $24, <clears throat> which was shocking, but you know, that's fair economics. Obviously there's um, a market for it and there's only a limited amount of time for them to, to kind of sell what they have. So, um, but once again, if you're averaging your cost of food per person is 20 bucks for a lunch, um, or a dinner, whatever meal you're there for, you times that by the number of attendees you get. Um, and then you, you go, you say, well, we're bored. We'll go play some games. And, uh, this is probably where you could lose the most of your money. So you have to have a lot of discipline here, but let's say you budget, you know, $20 per person for games. Um, and then ultimately you're at the fair, you, you know, there's a lot of snack options, whether it's chocolate, uh, fried Oreo, fried Oreos or apple pie or whatever. So let's say you average, you know, 10 to $15 per person on snacks. Um, so when you add all that up for a family of five, between your tickets, your rides, food, snacks, drinks, it could be close to $500 by the time you're into the day. Um, and if you buy a, a shirt or, a, you know, any other tchotchkes that are there, you could be end up spending a lot more. So right off the bat, $500 is a pretty expensive day. And compared to, you know, what it, what you might've done outside the fair. And for some people that $500 is not a big deal to say, you know, living, we've got the money, not a big deal. But for some people that $500 is uh, meaning that something else is going to go on a credit card or, you know, they won't be able to knock down the balance on their existing debt as fast as they were hoping to, because they decided to go to the fair. Um, once again, not uh, a bad decision to go. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes, but um, you, know, you just want to be aware of, of what the costs are. So if you're like if you're looking and saying, geez, I wish I could go to the fair, but I don't want to spend all that money. Um, you can do a little homework. So the fair we attend, they have uh, some prepayment options. So if you go to the ticket office a week or two in advance, you can actually buy your 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 entrance tickets at a discount. I think it was you know five dollars or four dollars off the ticket. Um, you can also prepay rides. So you can buy a, a sleeve of eight or ten sheets uh, sheet of tickets for ten rides for a flat fee of thirty dollars. Um, so that essentially works out to three dollars a ride. Um, so right off the bat, you know, if you're just trying to get in the park and ride a couple rides, you might have saved yourself forty to sixty dollars on a fam a family of five. Um, you know, between your ticket and ride prices. Um, now the risk there is if you decide not to go, you you've lost that money. So you you know you have to be pretty confident that you're going to go uh, before you start. You know, and that goes to any type of your your prepaying. Uh, you know, concert, you know, show tickets or air, airlines or hotels, you know, anytime you have that option to prepay to save money, you obviously have to have a high degree of uh, confidence that you are going to use it or go to it. Um, so then, you know, when you get to food, obviously the food is probably one of the most, most expensive between foods and snacks. So if you're saying, hey, we want the experience of the fair, but we, we have to try to save a few bucks, you might just plan not to go at a mealtime. Or, you know, if you do want to be there for an extended period of time, you could most of the time you can get a stamp, go out to your car, come back. So you might be able to pack a cooler with some sandwiches or snacks. So that way you're not um, paying $24 for the turkey sandwich. You could have packed your own and paid three or four bucks for what you could have made at the supermarket. Um, if you're on a budget, avoid the games. <laughs> Like I said, they're a lot of fun, um, but they know how to get money out of your pocket. Um, and as good as I am at basketball, 
paying $12 to take six shots at a bent rim and hopefully win a stuffed animal that will go up in my attic and never be used again um, is probably something you could pass on. Um, for me, it's my fair tradition. I play one game and I shoot the hoop, I shoot the basket seven times and, you know, every third year I make it and I, and I win something. So, uh, but once again, that's, that's my process. Uh, and then snacks, um, you know, whether you're on a budget or not, I don't think you can avoid the snacks at the fair. And it's probably one of the things that gives people the most enjoyment. So make sure you leave some money in your budget for a slice of apple pie or apple collar or chocolate fried Twinkies or whatever it is that's going to, uh, you know, make you remember the fair for the next 12 months. So as I talked about, you know, this is really not an episode on fair economics, but if you're thinking about attending a concert or a fair or something that, you know, can be a money suck as the day goes along. You want to, you know, maybe have a game plan if you're trying to live on a budget. So, hey, we want to go to that concert. The ticket's a hundred bucks, and we all know how concerts work. With well, the ticket's a hundred dollars, but then you got to park and you got to eat and you got to drink. So, when it's all said and done, that ticket event, that that concert you wanted to go to, that you know had a hundred dollar ticket price, now costs three or four hundred dollars for the day. Um, and then you look back and say it was a great concert, and you kind of forget, you know, where all the money went. So. Um, when it really comes down to it, and I, as I mentioned, episode six, the episode was called, Hey, Put That Back. And essentially, it was about identifying things that are easy to spend money on or things that um, you tend to spend money on that when you look back, weren't high on your priority list. So there's basically three things you want to uh, you know have at the top of your mind or you know try to work on as you think about events that may be coming up in your life in the next you know three to six months or beyond or they happen every year in your life. And the first one is to be aware. So if you just say you know what you know you're on autopilot, you go to the fair every year, you don't even think about it, you know, um, you know that's kind of that leads to kind of a lack of awareness. It's just something that's going to happen. So if you know you're going to do the fair every year, you could maybe say, hey, I'm going to get those prepaid ride tickets. I'm going to maybe every other year, you know, not you know go between meals, so we're not spending as much money. So. Or just saying, hey, you know what? This is the one thing that's most important to me in my life. Um, or my kids truly love this time at the fair. So this is the one thing I'm, we're going to splurge on a little bit. Um, but by doing that, I know I'm going to have to cut back somewhere else. So by you know making sure we enjoy the fair, we enjoy that concert. I know that I'm going to have to you know pack my lunch at work for two weeks or whatever it may be. But Awareness is, is, is really a key thing to making educated financial decisions and really feeling empowered about your decisions because, you know, you'll hear people say, wow, we went to the fair. What can you do? You got to go. Um, and that that essentially is not true. You don't have to go. You wanted to go. You chose to go. Uh, now you just got to own your decision and make it a good one. And, you know, make sure that you know, you're not feeling like you're helpless in all these financial matters that creep up. So, you know, uh, yeah, you had to get the new game. You had to go do that. You had to buy that. Um, you didn't have to. You chose to, and which is like, which is okay. But you also want to be aware of the decisions you're making so that you can prioritize what's important, what's not. And by you know, some things you're going to do are maybe going to cause debt to creep up a little bit later. Which once again, if you're aware of that, is the possible outcome. When that outcome arrives, you don't have any regret because you made that decision with confidence. So the first thing is just being aware of what's happening and what's coming down the pike and what's uh, you know likely to happen in your financial lives. Uh, the second is making an educated decision. So educated decisions, you want to know the cost of the fair, you want to know the cost of the events, the cost of the activities, you want to uh, you know gather as much information so that you feel empowered to make that decision. 
Um, so by making an educated decision, uh, you're not going just on the whim of, uh, you know, your gut or things like that. Um, you're, you're trying to make, you know, uh, you've looked at all your factors and you've made this decision you to go or not go. And if we're going, how we're going to do this to try to minimize our financial outlay. And, you know, if we're not going to minimize our financial outlay, because this is our top priority, we're going to, you know, make a, make an adjustment somewhere else. And then the last thing is just having confidence in your decisions. Um, you know, so if you decide to go and if this ends up, you know, having your credit card, you know, extend a couple extra months and someone's going to say to you, ah, oh, that was stupid. You shouldn't have gone to the fair. Um, without saying, no, you're stupid. That's not the response we want. We want to, you know, keep things civil. Uh, you can just ignore them, you know, so, you, you know, people are going to say whatever they want to say, but if what they say starts to creep into your confidence level, or maybe has you starting to regret your decisions, that is, um, that's, that's the biggest risk because that ultimately then starts to erode your confidence in other financial decisions and maybe has you, uh, avoiding them or, you know, choosing to be less self-aware, which once again, you know, is, is not great. So, um, regardless of your decisions, if, if you're aware of what you're doing, you've done your homework and you're making an educated decision, you're fully aware of your options and the consequences, you should be confident in your decisions. And when somebody says, you know, oh, that wasn't such a great idea, or, you know, it comes time to have to not do the thing you, you uh, said you would not do because you did the thing three months ago. So hypothetically, you wanted to go see the Patriots uh, Monday night football game, and that ticket is $250. And that's not really in your budget, but you're going to go do it knowing that when, you know, the concert happens this summer at Fenway, you're not going to do that. You've chosen to go to the Patriots game. So when that concert rolls around in, in June at Fenway and a few of your friends are going, you're trying not to have regrets about going to the Patriots game to say, yeah, I had, I had a phenomenal time at the Patriots game. I'm going to just enjoy tonight doing something else. Um, and that is a confident decision with no regrets. And that will allow you to empower you to make good decisions um, knowing that everything has trade-offs. So if there was unlimited resources, so if you are fortunate enough to have you know, the financial resources where you can do everything, that's great. Um, but that's, that's not the majority. Most people here have to make you know, calculated decisions, whether, and that could range from going to the fair. It could range from going to a state or private college. It could range from you know, changing jobs, you know, that has a slightly less uh, paycheck, but a bigger upside if, you know, the company goes public. All those things are, you know, decisions that have trade-offs that you have to be first aware of your current situation, gather as much information to make educated decisions, and then ultimately act with <clears throat> the most confidence you can and getting to a point where you have, you know, little to no regrets about the decisions you've made. So, like I said, there's never, uh, uh, there's not a perfect answer for everyone when it comes to whether or not to go to the fair, um, but there is a right decision for you. And hopefully this helps you, uh, you know, work through some of those decisions. And uh, if it's not the fair, hopefully it's something, uh, you know, more important in your, your overall financial life that, uh, you know, this will help guide you, guide you along the way. Thanks for listening. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Great Points with Matt Schroeder.
Great Points is hosted by Matt Shorter. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.